So we're not here just to be here, everybody. I believe Jesus is here, and we're going to receive from him some amazing things today. You know, I believe that we're going to walk out with greater faith than what we had when we came in. You know, just a fresh faith in God of who he is. And you know, that's how we break out, is with faith in him. It takes us into an unlimited place where all things are possible. And so just want to welcome all of you this morning. And we have some very special guests with us today. So I'm excited to introduce our guests. Ashley and Carly Terrades are here with us. Terrades Ministries. And they are, man, just uh, such, they're just like a breath of fresh air, I, I feel like. Such sincere people. And they love Jesus. They love God. They love his word. People of faith. And Man, I'm just so thankful that they're here. So would you put your hands together and welcome Ashley Terrades as he comes to minister the Word of God. Bless you, sir. Thank you for being here, man. Let's give Jesus a hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. You can be seated. Man, God is good. If we need an interpreter, we can arrange that. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn English. We're from England, if you didn't notice. How many of you, this is the first time you've ever heard me or Carly minister? First time you've ever heard us minister? Okay, a few of you. So some of my old jokes may work. Um, <laughs> we're from England, if you didn't know. We moved into Colorado 13 years ago, and we love America. We love being here, and um, we run Terrades Ministries. It's a traveling and media ministry. We, we travel all around the world, and um, uh, we're on television, do different things, and we're blessed to be uh, able to just preach the gospel and tell people about Jesus. And really, we, we're very simple. We tell people that God is good. Jesus is the way of salvation. It's God's will for you to be well. It's God's will for you to, to prosper in all things. Praise God. And, and uh, we just love seeing people set free with the good news. And man, what an honor it is to be back here in Restore Church. We love Restore Church. What a great place to be. It's been a couple of years since I've been here. But man, I love it here. I love the Restore family. And uh, let me tell you, your pastors, Pastors Jordan and Melissa, they are such a blessing to the body of Christ. Come on, amen, amen. You are so blessed. You are so blessed to have pastors that love you. Well, first of all, love Jesus, love you and are serving you. And um, look how the Lord is using this church. It's amazing to see all the growth that's happening. It's amazing to see all the lives that are being changed. And I'm just an honor to just be a tiny part of that and, and come here and uh, just share the word of you. So it's, it's a great privilege. So thank you for having us. Thank you, pastors, for having us. We don't take it lightly. We're blessed to be here. And um, just to see what's happened in the last, I guess, four years has been amazing to see all the growth and all the new things that are happening and new people. And I know a lot of you here may be visiting um, uh, guests here for the first time. And if you are a guest here, then I'd encourage you, you know what, come back next week. Hear Pastor Jordan preach, and he'll fix anything I say this week. And you can come back next week and hear, uh, you're going to have a great word when you come here. And here's the thing with Restore Church, and you can't say this about all churches, unfortunately. But Restore Church, you're going to come here and you're going to find out who you are in Christ. You're going to find out what you have available to you. You're going to find out what the Word says about you. And you're going to leave feeling encouraged, built up, full of the Word of God, praise God, full of the Spirit of God. Amen. You can't say that about all churches. So this is a great church. I can wholeheartedly endorse it if you're watching online from somewhere around the world. And um, like I said, if you've traveled here today, I tell people a church alone live is worth the drive. So once a week, make that drive. If it's two hours, make that drive. Uh, we have a home church. It's not our church, but we attend a home church when we're not ministering at other churches. And some people there travel, they'll travel two or three hours one way because it's just once a week. And it's so important to get connected with like-minded believers, hear the word, break bread together. And it's so powerful. So, so glad you all are here. I mean, a couple of things real quickly before I get into the word. We have a couple of items here. This is our latest book called Fearless. And have you know, uh, the Lord led us to write this before the pandemic even happened. We actually wrote this and then, and then the shut 
shutdowns happen in, in the beginning of 2020, and the publisher said, we need to rush this out. I was like, amen, this is a word from God. So this is fearless. This is talking about how you can overcome fear. Did you know the Lord does not want you to live in fear? He doesn't want you to live in fear of any virus, fear of any vaccine, fear of any government. He does not want you to live in fear. It doesn't matter what happens around us. You can live a fearless life. Amen. You can live a fearless life. So who, who wants to live a fearless life? I'll let this brother give it. Go and give that to someone, brother. Go and find someone. Go and find someone who wants to live a fearless life and give that to them. This is exciting. This is our first ever children's book. And, you know, we have three children. Well, I guess they're adults now. They're not children. We have a 21-year-old, a 20-year-old, and an 18-year-old. So pray for us. We have two boys and a girl. And um, our daughter, Hannah, she's 18 now, and she's dating. Just give me, just give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> just. He's a good guy. He's a Bible college graduate. and he's, a bit, he's, he's six foot four, so... Man, I might need some help to take him out. But anyway, no, he's a good guy. He's a great guy, praise God. He said, he came into my kitchen all nervous. He said, can I date your daughter? I said, get in the truck. <laughs> Let's talk. But anyway, he's a good guy. So anyway, Hannah's 18 now. And when she was three years old, she was actually healed from incurable disease. She only had a week to live. And um, she's 100% healed now. The power of God healed her, praise God. And um, this is one of her testimonies. And, and um, it's actually a true story. It's called Hannah and the Beanstalk. And it's a great children's book. You can, it's a book about faith. It's a book about how you can believe in God. And it represents God as a good God. It, it introduces Jesus to children. It's a powerful, fun book. But it's also a true story. We actually got the illustrator. I don't know if you remember, like, Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and all those cartoons years ago. The illustrator of them illustrated. He's a born-again believer, a friend of ours. He illustrated it. So this is top quality book. You're going to love this book. And this is uh, for any children out there. So who's got children out there or grandchildren? Brother, give that to someone with children or grandchildren. That's it. You're on the front row though, so you can't, maybe I'll give you a copy after. I'm sorry. Front row people are volunteers in my eyes. I'm sorry about that. I, don't, I just volunteered them to give that away. And then last thing real quickly, this is a book called 39 Reasons Healing is Yours. We see many people healed in our ministry. Um, it's just powerful things. Jesus is in the healing business, amen. He loves to see people healed, set free and whole. And this is called 39 Reasons Healing is Yours. It's actually a devotional. You can actually go through this. There's like 39 devotions in here. And, um, you know, there's actually a mask being screwed up, which I could tub a like. But anyway, the 39 Reasons Healing is Yours. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to give this away. I'm going to let you have, everyone have a copy of this. You can just go to our website, teradez.com teradez.com and then do uh, forward slash 39 like 39 if you do 39 it will give you that completely free of charge as a gift to you so you can get that and you can send that link to your friends or family text it to them if you want teradez.com forward slash 39 and they can have 39 reasons that healing is theirs that will really help them in their healing journey amen so grab your bibles we're going to turn to uh, Joshua 1. Now, this is a familiar um, scripture that man, many of you have read before, but I want to unpack this. I was praying about being here this week, and I was telling Pastor Jordan, I was praying about this, and the Lord just dropped this word into my spirit. I've never actually taught this before. So this is fresh manna, and um, I just dropped this in the spirit for Restore Church. So this is a word for you today. This is not a recycled word, not as anything wrong with recycled words. This is straight from heaven. God spoke this to me and impressed this in my spirit, and um, I really believe it's for you today. So Joshua 1, let's just start with verse 1, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, so this is Joshua 1, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness... Um, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river and the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and 
to the great sea towards going down at the sun shall be your territory. Verse 5, Joshua 1 verse 5, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will also be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which, the law, which Moses your servant commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and you shall observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have great success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, and do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Those nine Verses are so powerful. I mean, we could spend a week unpacking those, and um, I haven't got that much time, so we're going to have to go quickly here. But the Lord really showed this to me. The first thing I want to point out, if you if we break this down, first of all, in the in the in verse two here, verse two of Joshua one, he says, "Moses, my servant, is dead." You know, Moses was their world. He was their leader. He was everything to them. He was who they followed. They got the law from Moses. They they really. I mean, Moses was their world. Moses was what they believed. You know, that was that was their world, and. Moses had died. Moses was dead. That was it. Everything had changed. Everything they were used to had changed. The normality of life had changed. And now they had a challenge. Were they going to keep reminiscing? Well, we liked it when Moses was around. Are they going to keep looking back to Moses? Or are they going to look forward and realize that, you know what, they can't just dwell on the fact that, you know, things have changed. They can't dwell on the past. Things have changed now. And I want to tell you, church, as you already know, this is so obvious, the world has changed. Our world has changed big time. Since I was here last 18 months or so ago, the world is completely a different place now. And, you know, here's the thing. We can look at it two ways. We can look at it like, oh, man, I wish I could go back to how things were. I mean, I know we could all tell stories, but there's been some crazy things going on. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but I have to just tell you. I mean, this is how crazy the world got. I think it was beginning of, um, I think it was March, maybe April 2020. I get a text message at 5 a.m. in the morning. And I jump out of bed with excitement. I mean, I'm excited. Getting dressed. Kai's like, where are you going? I was like, I've got the text message from my friend. It's on. I get in the car and I drive down. I get to Walmart. I wait in line for like an hour. I finally get into Walmart after an hour of waiting in line at 6 a.m. in the morning. True story. I run down to the toilet paper aisle. (laughs) (laughs) At which point I cannot get to the toilet paper aisle. They've barricaded it off. Okay, see, my text message was my friend who had an inside tip-off that they just had a delivery of toilet paper, okay? <laughs> so, but I can't even get to the toilet paper aisle. I have to wait at the edge of the aisle where this lady, you know, she actually interviewed me, true story, of how many people in my house, had I been to Walmart this past week, how many toilet papers would I need? Except, I mean, she, she wanted to qualify me whether I was worthy to buy toilet paper or not. She would not let me get the 36-pack. I had to settle for the 24-pack. But I put that 24-pack on my shoulder at 7 a.m. in the morning, true story, and I walked out of Walmart like I'd won the lottery. (laughs) Can you see how the world's changed? Everything's changed. I don't know about you, but everywhere I go now, COVID is just an excuse for things. I got on a plane the other day, true story. I said, can can I have a coffee? They said, no, we can't serve coffee because of COVID. I said, okay, I understand that. Then she comes back to me, true story, and I still can't understand it. She said, but you can have decaf coffee. <laughs> she offered me decaffeinated coffee, but not real coffee, 
For some reason, she couldn't give me real coffee for, for curry. So it seems like everything's an excuse now. The world's changed, and, and how much of it is going to carry on like this or not, we don't know. All I do know is the world's never going to be 100% the same again. And we can look at it like it's a shame, like look at it like it's, it's sorrowful and grieve how we want things in the past, or we can move on and realize, you know what? Things have changed. It's actually an exciting time to be alive. God chose you to be born in such a time as this because you have the answer to the world's problems. If you've received the life of Jesus, which I believe you have, and if you haven't, we're going to give you a chance to do that, praise God. But if you're born again today, if Jesus is your Lord, he has given you the answers to this crazy world, and you have got people's miracles, you've got people's answers in your pockets, and rather than looking around going, I wish we could go back to how things were, I do too. I much preferred it in the old days. I much preferred going, you know, not having to line up with things. I much preferred not being restricted with things. I much preferred doing these things. But you know, we can look at it like, you know what? We can move on. And in fact, the, the, what, what uh, the Lord says to, to Joshua right here, he says, arise. In that, that second part of verse 2, he says, arise. Arise. I love this church's vision, you know, go, rise, build. I love that. I tell people, you know, three quarters of God's name is go. If you think about it, I mean, God is a going God. He's not hanging around waiting God. He's like, you go and I'll be with you. Go and rise. You know, the Lord said to Moses here, arise. We've got to make a decision. It's our choice whether we're going to arise and say, you know what? It's our time. We're going to arise. We're going to use this as a positive thing rather than a negative thing. And we're going to rise. You know, you're just an ambassador here on earth anyway. This isn't really your true home. And we need to meditate on this and get an eternal perspective and realize that, you know, this, heaven, heaven's our home. This is not our real home. We're just on loan to the earth for a short time, hopefully 120 years or 90 years, however long you're believing for. But you're just on earth for a short time and you're an ambassador here. And your real home is heaven. That's why you're one spirit of the Lord. That's why, you're, you know, when you, when you gave your life to Jesus, you were seated with him in heavenly places. You, are, you actually are citizens of heaven, not of earth. And therefore, we have to get this perspective of saying, you know what? Everything's changed, but I'm going to rise up. I'm going to let the Lord use me in this time. This is a time for me to be used. This is a time for me to rise up and, um, you know, do the Lord's business. Be about the Father's business. Therefore, arise, he says. Arise. Don't be stuck wanting, looking backwards. You know, don't look backwards to how things were. The Apostle Paul said, one thing I do, and that is pressing forward to the prize. I forget what is past. We need to forget what is past. Let's move on. Let's not worry about it. Let's move on and realize, you know what? The Lord chose you to be born in this time. You have people's um, answers. You, you, you're the answer to a lot of this problem. The church is the answer to these problems. Jesus, the bride of Christ, he is working through the church. And I happen to believe that this is going to be a fine hour for the church. I happen to believe that this next five or ten years, we're going to see a great move of God. In fact, at the beginning of 2020, I believe it was February or March, I went on record and said, the world is going to take two, uh, one big step backwards. The world's going backwards. The world's going to take a big step backwards. But us as the body of Christ can take two big steps forward. And that's what's happening. I'm telling you, the body of Christ is moving forward. The body of Christ is moving forward. We have a great opportunity at the moment to advance. I believe there's people out there where all their foundations have been shaken. Everything they trusted in. They can't trust in all the normal things anymore. And now they're going to be looking for something to hope in. And we know the true hope. Amen. We know the only real hope. And we can offer that, praise God. The third thing I've got here is, is what he says here. He says, do the word. He says here, observe everything. Okay? Observe everything. I'm going to have to skip through some of this. But verse 8, he says, he says you know what? Observe the word. Observe what's in the Word. Make sure that you're doing this book of the law. Is, is, you're meditating on it. Meditate on it means you're thinking about it. It means that you're talking about it. it means that you know, you're, you're, so, you're so into the Word that when something happens, when there's a problem, you have a scripture, you have a Word that says, no, not in my house. 
Or you say, no, God's going to provide my needs. Or you say, no, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Or no, no plague will come near my dwelling. And you have a word right there in your spirit. And you say, yeah, the doctor says this. That's a fact. But I have the truth. The banker says this. That's a fact. But I have the truth. And that's what meditating on the word means. Your, your self-talk. You know, we all have self-talk. We walk around and our, 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 you know, our minds are talking to ourselves. That self-talk really should be telling us the word. It should be repeating the word. It should be saying, you know what, you're above only, not beneath. You are more than a conqueror. You should be self-talking the word of God to yourself. That's meditating. It's, it's muttering it. It's, it's, it's how you, how you, what are you saying when you're going to sleep at night? What are you saying first thing in the morning? The word of God. Meditate on the word. And he says, you don't just meditate on it. Verse 8, he says, you don't just meditate on it. He says, but you should do, observe all that according to what is written in it. We have to make a choice to do the word. It's amazing. You know, James 1 talks about how don't be um, here is the word only. Now, if you come to Restore Church, you're going to hear the word. You're going to hear the answers you need to live a victorious life. But then it's up to you to actually do the word. See, the pastors here can share the word with you, but then we can walk out of here and not do anything about it. So that was a nice message, and that's it. We have to do the word. In fact, James says if you do that, it's like looking in the mirror and then forgetting what you look like. Now, what we need to do is, is receive the word and then go and do the word and make a decision and say, you know what, I'm going to do the word. I'm going to do what the Word says. The world's going crazy, but I'm going to do what the Word says. The Apostle Paul calls this in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he calls this walking by faith and not by sight. It's easier just to go with the world and just do everything, but you're not going to get the victory. You're not going to, get, you're not going to receive the power of God. So we need to do the Word. And, and some of the things we do the Word in, in times like this, you know, we need to understand that God is our provider. God is our healer. God is our peace. God is our security. God is all those things to us. We cannot put our trust in anything else. And I'll just say this. I might step on some toes. Pastor Jordan can fix this afterwards. But I love America. Me and Carly are actually American citizens now. Okay? We became citizens. Praise God. I know. Don't clap just yet because it wasn't as easy as you think. It took us literally tens of thousands of dollars to become American citizens, okay? And they do tests on you. Do you know that? You have to learn all this political stuff. They did like a 200-answer um, test, true story, about how long term limits are in, in the state of Arkansas if you're a cabinet member and all this. I mean, just crazy stuff. So we had to learn all that. Then I went for medical, which is very concerning. I was like, why am I going for medical? And I don't like medicals. I said to Kylie, I said, why am I going for medical? They said, it's just a bit of blood pressure. Don't worry. She lied like a dog. They checked me out. They, I got there and they gave me a gown. I was like, oh no, please, Lord. They, listen, to become a citizen, or this, this stage it was green card, which is the first stage, they have to do medicals on you. So I took a medical to become a citizen. I was not, it, was, it was not pleasant. I'm not very good with them, that type of thing. So it cost us something to be American citizens. <laughs> I know. It's like, anyway, it brings a tear to my eye. But anyway, so, so we love America. But here's, here's the thing. However great America is, you can never trust in a country. We're never designed to trust in a country. We can only trust in Jesus. Jesus is the only hope we have. Jesus is the only rock. Anything else outside of Jesus is not a rock. It's sand. It's sinking sand. And I'm telling you, when a storm comes, your house is not going to survive if you build it on anything outside of Jesus and his word. And Jesus is the word of one, as we know. So I realized, you know, a lot of us started trusting the country. It's very easy to trust in America. It's such a great country. It's such a godly nation. We've been on mission fields in Asia and Africa and Central America. It's hard for them to trust their country. 
But it's easy for us to trust our country, and the Lord never wanted us to trust America. He wanted to trust in him and him alone. And you know what? We can do, do whatever you need to do. I believe in voting. I believe in doing all those things you need to do. But ultimately, your trust has to be in Jesus. And if you're trusting Jesus, nothing on the outside can stir you. Nothing on the outside can to make you waver, to get you off that peace. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. As the world gets darker, we're going to get brighter. As the world gets darker, our light is going to get brighter. And I'm telling you, I've read the back of the book. I've read the back of the book, We Win. You're on the winning team. Okay, a righteous man. Come on, we're on the winning team. The righteous might get knocked down. The righteous might get knocked down seven times. You know what you do? Just keep getting back up again. And as long as you don't quit, as long as you stick with it, you're going to win. You're going you're to see this thing through and you're going to win whatever happens. And that's a, power of, a position of power if you think about it because it means that no one can take away that peace. No one can take away your security. No one can take away your rock. And it's a position of peace, praise God. So we need to do the word and understand that some things, sometimes it's going to be difficult to do the word. Sometimes it's going to take a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to believe the word rather than believe the world what's going on I'm going to believe the word of God rather than you know maybe what some of my family members are telling me I'm going to believe the word rather than you know maybe what my boss is telling me or you know my children are telling me or or anything else I'm going to believe the word first place I'm going to put the word first place and I'm going to do the word because just like it says here in in Joshua 1 8 when I do the word when I observe the word I'm going to have good success I'm going to be prosperous in every area I'm going to have the victory it's so powerful you know that James uh, writes a, a parallel verse here to uh, Joshua 1 and that's uh, James 1:25 I want to read this to you James 1:25 it says but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty the word of God is the perfect law of liberty he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it that means does it actually exercises it does it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, he will be blessed in all he does. Who wants to be blessed in all they do? Everything they do is blessed, amen. Everything they put their hands to is blessed. He will be blessed in all he does. And that's the promise we have right here in the word. That's the promise we have. Sometimes it's going to take a, an effort. Sometimes it's going to take a fight. You know, in 1 Timothy um, 6.12, it talks about fighting the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith. And I always tell people, you know what a good fight is? The one you win. If you win it, it's a good fight, okay? If you don't win it, it's not a good fight. So you're going to win if you fight this fight of faith, and you're going to win. It's a, it's, a, it's a rigged game. If you enter the game and play, you're going to win. So why would you not want to fight the good fight of faith? And fighting the good fight of faith does mean putting Jesus first place and doing the word. I tell people, you know, no Lord is an oxymoron if you think about it. If he's your Lord, it should always be yes. If he's your Lord, it should always be yes. And he's the great thing of our God. He's only got good things for us. So if he asks you to do something, even if it might be painful on your flesh or even your soul, you know what? It's the best thing for you. He only has good for you. Let me give you an example. You know, when this pande- uh, pandemic happened, they locked down all the churches and they, they, we travel and we go to churches every weekend and we do conferences and things like that. And they said, you can't travel. You can't do anything anymore. You just locked down. So I was like, okay, that's going to be interesting. At the time, I think we had six or seven staff members, um, you know, who had kids to feed. I was like, how's this going to work? How are we just being practical? Okay, maybe some of you experienced that in your business or in your work. You wasn't sure how's the finances going to come in. And um, I, I was at church, in my home church, and I prayed and I said, Lord, what should we do about this? You know, what should we do about this, Lord? This is, this is a situation here like I was informing God, like he didn't know. I said, what should we do about this? And the Lord spoke to me very clearly. This was March 2020. I'll never forget it. March 2020, he said, double your giving. Now, I was already given a decent amount. I was like, Lord, 
First of all, I was like, I can't hear you, Lord. I was like, that can't be God. I can't believe that's God. I said, God, let me inform you what's going on here. I said, you know, our income may be going down because we can't travel and we can't do conferences and things like this. And you want me to double my giving? He said, yes, I want you to double your giving. I was like, Lord. But you know what? I have learned to say, yes, Lord. And the scripture jumped out at me, Proverbs 11, 24. There's one, Proverbs 11, verse 24. There's one who, who scatters or gives liberally, yet increases more. And I was like, Lord, do you want me to give? And he said, yes, I need to get, you need a harvest. I need to get more to you. So we doubled, as a ministry, we doubled our giving March 2020. And guess what happened? Supernatural opportunities started to open up to us. We started going online more. We had new television contracts come around. We launched an online Bible academy. We had nearly 5,000 students to sign up for a Bible school. I mean, just amazing things happened. Amazing growth in our ministry. And at the end of 2020, we'd almost completely doubled our ministry. We had, uh, I think we had at that point 18 staff. We went from six to 18 staff. We went from uh, 5,000 square foot to 12,000 square foot office space. Our ministry doubled. And let me tell you, the reason why, because I did the word. God wanted to get more to us, not to try and take from us. He wanted to get more to us. So when he asked you to do the word, did my flesh like it? No, my flesh didn't like it. My flesh was in fear, like, what are we going to do? But my spirit was rejoicing because when you do the word of God in any area, whether it's healing, whether it's forgiveness, maybe the Lord will say, forgive this person, and your flesh is like, oh, no, please. You know what? You go and forgive them, and guess what? You're going to receive that freedom. You're going you're to receive that freedom in your spirit. Maybe it's, maybe it's, it's, it's you know, you have to take a, a, make a decision about, about taking a job or not taking a job or moving or whatever it is. Whatever God asks you to do, he only has good for you. And when we follow the word and do the word, his plan comes about. We're going to be blessed. Just like it says in Joshua 1.8, we're going to be blessed in whatever we do. We're going to be blessed in whatever we do. And the last thing, real quickly, he commands us to be courageous. Church, I'm telling you, we have to be courageous in these times. And if you read that again, I haven't got time to go back through it, but he says a number of times, only be courageous, only be strong. You know, God will never ask you to do something he hasn't already equipped you to do. Think about that. He would never tell you to be courageous if he hasn't even already given you that courageous spirit inside of you. He hasn't given you that, that peace and that strength inside of you to do this. He says, don't fear. You know, Jesus said a number of times, I think it's 365 times throughout the whole Bible, the Bible says that some way or the other, do not fear, don't be afraid, do not fear. That's one for every time of the, every day of the, of, the, of the year, right? God tells us not to fear. God tells us to be courageous because he's already equipped, equipped us to be courageous. And I'm telling you, we, when we put the word first and we start using the Holy Spirit, we start fellowshipping with God on a daily basis, we get plugged into like-minded believers like Restored Church, what's going to happen is we're going to find that courageousness, that, that courage coming out of us. And it doesn't matter what's happening, what storm is going on, we're going to have that courage. We're going to have that, that, that peace and that strength, that inner strength. And I'm telling you, when you're in that inner strength, you're going to attract people around you. People are going to come around you and say, you know, basically, take me to your leader. How comes you're in peace when the whole world's going crazy? How comes, you, you know, you've been provided for when we're not? How come? And they'll want to be a part of what's going on. They'll want to be introduced to Jesus. And you can say, you know what, it's not me. It's because I've put my trust in Jesus. He's made me courageous. He's made me strong. He's given me this peace. He's my provider. And that's what's happening right now. So I want to encourage you, church. I'm telling you, at these times, this is a great time to be alive. Let's not look back. Let's not, you know, it's over now. The world's going to be different, but the Lord's calling us to arise. The Lord's calling us to say, you know, will you arise? You know, last scripture, 2 Chronicles 16, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, says, the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro the whole earth. And some translations say, looking through his hearts are perfect, but a more accurate translation really is looking through his hearts are fully committed to the Lord. Whose hearts are say, Lord, I don't understand it all. I haven't got it all together. Lord, if I'm honest, I'm a bit of a mess at times. I'm not really sure about everything. I don't even understand everything in the Bible. But Lord, I want to be committed to you. I want to give my life to you and say, Lord, you know what? I want to live for you. 
The eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro to find people like that so that he can show himself strong through them. And I'm telling you, church, now's the time to shine. Now's the time to, to light, your, uh, light your lamp, praise God, and see people being attracted to this thing called the, the, the life of God, this thing called the life of God that's, that's flowing out of you, praise God. Man, I'm excited that this church is changing this town, changing this state, changing this country. I'm going to ask my wife, Carly, to come and join me. We want to pray for you. I don't want to leave you without praying for you and just really um, encouraging you and make sure you understand how, how important time this is at the moment to be alive. To, right now, I'm telling you what, it's a privilege to serve Jesus. It really is. Whatever stage you're in, it's a privilege to serve Jesus. So I want my wife, Carly, to pray for you. And um, we're going we're gonna to both pray for you in this, just for these next few minutes. Just receive right now. Get ready to receive from the Lord. Can we just stand up? I don't know why. It just seems better to stand up when you pray, right? Get closer to God that way. No. If you have a prayer language, let's just begin to use it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is here with us today. Lord, that you know exactly what we need. And, Lord, we open our hearts up to receive. We open our hearts up to receive, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today. Lord, I thank you that you are with us and moving powerfully through us and touching every part of our lives. I believe that the Lord is literally healing physical parts of people's bodies right now as we stand here. Lord, we open up and we just say we are ready. We are ready for every single blessing that you have for us. We have our arms wide open, our hearts wide open. Lord, there are things that we do not understand and Lord, we just commit those to you today. The fear, the anxiety, the doubt, the, the worry, the ongoing nagging concern that wakes us up even as we sleep. Lord, we invite you right now into those situations to heal our hearts. Holy Spirit, to come and be our comforter. Yes. I thank you, Lord, that you are our comforter, that you are, you are well able to take the broken parts of our lives and make them whole again. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, into the situations that have become painful or tragic or just never ending. Lord, where we are tired and we need refreshing, Lord, we say we receive your refreshing onto the inside of us. We receive right now into our physical bodies the strength and the vitality that you have for us. We speak that strength into our bodies and we take authority in the name of Jesus over every lie that has been spoken over us, over every curse that's come against us, over every word or, or diagnosis that is against what you say is true. Right now we take authority over sickness and disease and we command it to flee from our body, to be gone from our presence in Jesus' name. We release that life, that power, that healing to flow through every part of us. Every cell in our body right now becoming strong and operating in full functionality as it was created to be with life and power and longevity in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you have told us that everything that we touch prospers. Everything that we lay our hands on becomes blessed. And we receive that blessing. We receive that blessing where every place that the sole of our foot touches becomes holy ground because you are in us and we are carriers of your kingdom. Lord, I thank you that you have given us boldness to stand against the things of this world, that we can be light in the darkness. 
thank you, Lord. We receive, we believe and we receive the blessings, the generational blessings that you've not only put on us, that you've, but you have called us to dispense throughout our children, throughout our workplaces and in our church in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I hear the Lord say that your life is not subject to chance, but your circumstances are subject to change. They're subject to change. And right now we take authority over those things that have risen up against us and we speak change into those things. We declare that they are temporary, that they are subject to change. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your power is flowing through us. We believe it and we receive it in Jesus' name. And all the people said, you receive that, give Jesus some praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Well, isn't God so good, everybody? Man, thank you, guys. That's so good. So good. You know, as Ashley was ministering and even as we were just praying there at the end, I was reminded of this truth that our Heavenly Father's kingdom is an unshakable kingdom. And, you know, Jesus said it this way in talking about the kingdom of God. He said, don't say, you know, here it is or there it is, talking about on the outside. He said, because the kingdom is within you. And so the Bible gives us that picture of the kingdom of God being on the inside of us, of us being in the kingdom with Jesus as our great king, with him in that place of ultimate authority in our life where his power reigns over us. And we are citizens of that heavenly kingdom. And man, I'm telling you, it just makes you unshakable in life where you know that what you see isn't all that there is to the story. It's certainly not the end of the story because of Jesus. You know, where the word of the king is, there's power. I just want to encourage you about that this morning. Man, the things that we're hearing this morning and this encouragement from Joshua chapter 1, let it just work in your heart, maybe in a new way, in a fresh way, where you just let that courage that comes from the word of the king rise on the...